This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The staff to Riley's. He drops back. Blue Chiefs looking for Everly. He's going, going to the end zone. Now McDavid walks in right circle back to Everly. Touchdown, Eskimo. One timer score. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. All right, Neil Yakupov has been traded to the St. Louis Blues. The Oilers getting back Zach Pochero, who's a minor leaguer, drafted 112th overall in 2013. The Oilers also getting a conditional draft pick, a conditional third-round draft pick in 2017. It becomes a second-round pick in 2018 if Yakupov scores 15 or more goals this season. There are also uh, reports, nothing announced by the Oilers officially that they uh, have signed free agent defenseman Chris Russell for $3.1 million and uh, one season. But again, that is not official from the team. Uh, I'm seeing some stuff that if that is happening, it may not be announced by the Edmonton Oilers until tomorrow. But the Yakupov trade, yes, has happened, and we thought it might be coming. And uh, here it is, Neil Yakupov out of town after, uh, you know, some difficult years here with the uh, Edmonton Oilers and certainly some underwhelming results after being picked first overall in 2012. Thanks a lot for tuning in. What a way to take you into your long weekend. We will talk about this tonight, 607 Inside Sports on 630. Chad, we have open phone lines right away if you want to jump in, 780-496-0063. You can also text 630 630. Uh, already some uh, texts coming in. Uh, Will Capaldia says, the best part of the trade is that we don't have to listen to any more talk about Yakupov. Well, after tonight, yes, it'll probably be uh, limited. Brian says, when an NHL player like Yakupov gets traded for a player of quote-unquote lesser caliber, does a guy like Yakupov wonder, what the heck? Is that all I'm worth? Well, uh, I... Don't know what Neil Yakupov is is thinking. I I saw Gene Principe tweeting out that he had a brief conversation with Neil Yakupov after the trade. Here's what Gene wrote. It's over. First words from former Oiler Neil Yakupov spoke to him briefly and said it's tough, but he's been expecting it the last few days. Um, I mean, I will say this. When a player is traded uh, he very rarely says the first words it's over uh, <laughs> that certainly expresses to me some kind of relief and uh, an acknowledgement that things just weren't v- working 
very well right here. So, uh, I mean, look, we, we certainly realized that things weren't clicking for, for Yakupov. And, and I know there are a lot of you who think he was uh, getting shafted. Uh, I, I know there are a lot of you who think he'd become a, a whipping boy in the city, all that kind of stuff. Whatever the cause or whatever your your take on it, I think everybody would agree things weren't right with this player and, and the team, and he was kind of underwhelming. And he wasn't getting the... I mean, basically, there were a lot, there's probably a lot of people who are relieved he's off the team. Uh, there are probably a lot of people who feel he was misused by the Oilers and didn't get a fair shake, All and probably all kind of stuff in between. And uh, we'll listen to it tonight. You can text 630-630-780-496-0063, and we'll get going with Jared on the line. Hey, Jared. How's it going, Reed? Doing well. I, I guess the one concern I kind of have with McClellan is with, like, Lander and Schultz and Yakupov, all of them bottomed out under him as the head coach. But I think that with Yakupov, when uh, Dallas Aikens was here, there was so much damage done to him that I don't think that he was really um, repairable in any kind of way. But I think that now with uh, Nugent Hopkins playing in the World Cup and they're kind of pumping him up, I think that he'll be the next one to go to get uh, a bigger name defenseman for the Oilers. Well, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know if Peter Shirelli is going to move any more big names in the near future here. Um, I, I will say this, and I mean, I know this from doing the call-in show for the last three years, going into my fourth now. Um, Schultz and Yakupov, I, I don't know if they bottomed out under McClellan. They, they were under fire a lot, and fans didn't like their play a lot under previous coaches as well. I mean, Justin Schultz was... I mean, a lot of fans just just couldn't stand watching him play. Uh, Anton Lander's interesting because he did have a pretty impressive burst with Todd Nelson as uh, as the head coach. I mean, we'll see if he hangs around and plays a little better uh, a little better this season. And what do you know about Chris Russell? I've I don't, I've never seen him play live. Well, I think he's a depth defender. He's known for blocking a lot of shots. Uh, I mean, I just pulled up his page here. He did have a 34-point season with the Flames in 14-15. He was traded to Dallas last season. He had 19 points in 62 games. Uh, He had 29 points in 13-14. So he's probably good for around 20 to 25 points, say. I think the 34 was a bit of a peak. Um I mean, he's, it sounds like he's probably would, would come in on a one-year deal. And I think we got to realize something here too, Jared. Griffin Reinhardt has, was sent down today. That would have been yeah. what we would have been talking about. Griffin Reinhardt was sent down today. So that means you have depth guys like Eric Griba, Mark Fain, and Matthew Benning. And as much as I like Matthew Benning and what he's done, I don't think they ideally want him to start in the NHL. Yakupov was worth $2.5 million, was being paid $2.5 million. No salary is retained in this trade, so they're signing Russell for Yakupov's money plus six hundred k by the looks of it, and I would expect that uh, you know now Benning can hopefully start his pro career in the AHL and, and get some seasoning there, and then maybe you keep 8D with Fane and Griba as the extra guys, or now maybe Griba doesn't get an offer. Yeah, because I mean, they had like the, I think like the top fifty-five defensemen in the Edmonton Sun yesterday, and the Oilers didn't have one of them. So, I guess that's still a major concern. But they seem to have all these guys that are big, but they can't score. They're not physical. They don't play with any intensity. So you wonder why they're even there. 
like on on the blue line or all over the roster? About like Mark Bain and uh, and um, the guy they sent down to uh, Reinhardt, yeah. Reinhardt is, I mean, the guy plays with basically like zero intensity. Well, and I think that's why he got sent down is, is because I don't think they saw enough uh, enough assertiveness in his game. And yeah. and again, to contrast him to Benning. You know, Benning at least looked like if he was doing something, he committed to doing it, and he and you know he actually made some good plays with the puck and 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 had enough jam out there, right? Now, now again, Benning probably could really benefit from some time in the uh, American Hockey League. So, I mean, maybe I, I know people, and I don't even like saying it all the time, but maybe a bit of a combination deal here by Shirelli once the, uh, and again, I'm just keep checking Twitter. I don't think the Russell signing is official from the Oilers, but, uh, you know, I think Elliot Friedman put it out there that it'll probably be announced uh, tomorrow. Now, if Russell's a right-hand shot, though, so it means somebody's likely still going to be playing the offside. Davidson has been doing that already. He doesn't seem to have a problem with it. Okay, thanks for your time, Reid. Have a good long weekend. Yeah, you too, Jared. Thanks a lot for calling. 780-496-0063. We also have Buddy on the line. Hey, Buddy. Hello. Hey, Buddy, go ahead. Yeah, I'm wondering if anybody's been calling in regarding the seating at Rogers. The seating at Rogers Place. Well, no, not right now. Neil Yakupov got traded, so I'm expecting people are going to call about that, Buddy. Okay, well, I went to a game last night, and I had to leave at the end of the first period because the seating is atrocious up in the upper bowl. With the steepness, your knees are right against the seat in front of you. Uh, Your your knees are right up against your chest. You're uh, higher than your butt, and uh, it's very, very uncomfortable. Okay, buddy. Well, I'm sorry to hear you didn't have, uh, have a good experience. We'll bring Jordan. Uh, we'll bring Jordan in on the line as well. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Reed. How you doing? Doing great. Yeah. So I guess the uh, Russell thing isn't confirmed yet, but I guess um, if it is, then you have to look at it. The Yakupov deal and the context in the same way that Lucic signing and the Hall deal are kind of one and the same, right? But um, a lot of people don't want to hear that. You know that, Jordan. <laughs> so, so that notwithstanding, uh, I guess my main problem with with any deal for Yakupov that, that isn't a first-rounder coming back. I mean, that year that we suffered to get his high draft pick that year, I mean, now all that's wasted, essentially. And would it not have been better from an organizational management, just of assets point of view, to to just attach him at the hip of, of McDavid again, or at least, you know, give him a couple few months in the top six, even if Puglia-Arby's made the team, even if he's signed Versteeg, like with these injuries, could we not have just put Yakupov in the top six and then see what he's got and then it's a contract year for him anyways next year. I mean, uh, it just seems like an utter waste of, of that year that got it, got us that first overall weak draft. But at the end of the day, you know, I feel like St. Louis is a team that is a powerhouse and, you know, there's rumors of interest with Chicago. I mean, teams like that don't get good without making good deals. So why are we giving them away if, if they want well, I mean, I mean, fair comment, I, I guess. And again, when when uh, when people ask about this, and I went through the same experience with the Hall trade, I said, let's let's uh, let's assume that Peter Shirelli didn't wake up and said he's going to do the worst thing possible. Let's put ourselves in his head if we can. And I don't think I don't mean this that Shirelli is being disrespectful to Oilers fans, but I I, I don't think he can come into the job 
and worry too much about what was the cause of things before he was here, right? I mean, if yeah. if 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 I if I took over a show that if I worked on this show and it was like the worst talk show in Edmonton, and some people would argue that it is anyway, but and there was a, a guy working on the show and you know he was he was hired a few years before me but i didn't think he was any good i probably wouldn't worry about how he was hired right i would worry about whether or not i want him in the future so i think that's shirelli's approach i mean he's starting from square one from when he took over so i I think that yeah i mean look is is this a pretty underwhelming deal for a former first overall pick well you're darn right it is i mean pochero i don't i don't even know how to say the kid's name and i may never have to say it again after tonight because i doubt he's going to play in the nhl i that's i sound like a jerk saying that but i mean this was to free up some space and get yakupov off the team i mean you can you could hear it well here's the thing you don't even have to pay attention to what mcclellan said or didn't say about yakupov all you had to do was look at his ice time night after night the coaching staff did not trust the player yeah i guess i know but it's one of those things where you know and i'm not you know one of these big you know yak city guys that's just like regardless i mean he had deficiencies in his play his shooting percentage has dropped every year since his first rookie year right so he had issues but but it, it seems like every year, anytime he would get any sort of length of time with skilled players, he would actually perform quite well. And then for whatever reason, you know, whether it was his play or injuries or circumstance, it never seemed to last long where he'd be, you know, mostly stuck with Latestu last year or, you know, going back, like he had his best year with Horkoff, who was our, one of our top six, if not our top center minutes that year, right? So we saw what he did with McDavid. I just, I wonder that, why would they trade him even though he wasn't the manager back then when obviously we would value we would have to value him higher than any other team would as a potential middle six guy who has potential still right i mean well i get, i mean if you're I, gonna trade him get get a get an nhl body back i mean how can that cause he's an nhl player but is you know is he top six that jury's out right like yeah, but I, I, I mean, I think you're kind of answering your own question too, Jordan. I mean, clearly the perception of this player by Oilers management and around the league wasn't very high or isn't very high. Yeah, and I guess I just, you know, uh, why not, why not wait and see if you can get a bit more with him playing another year with McDavid, right? But I guess yeah, my well, right. fair, fair argument, Jordan. Thanks for calling, buddy. All right, uh, if you're on hold, stay there. we got to take a quick timeout. Yakupov to the Blues. That's the trade tonight, Inside Sports on Chet. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chet. All right, so Neil Yakupov goes to the St. Louis Blues for Zach Pochero and a conditional draft pick that is the story of the night and uh man reaction is uh all over the board text to 630 630 i'll just read a couple kind of at both ends of the argument uh alan and darren texting in he says hooray another cement block tied around the oilers ankle cut loose good riddance to yakupov while another texter says so let me get this straight the oilers have traded away two first overall picks and all they got in return was a defenseman who can defend but can't score obviously referring to adam larson and uh clearly uh what they got from the blues uh underwhelming i guess to say the least though there are reports that the oilers are close to signing or have signed 
uh, Chris Russell, but nothing official from the team yet. Sirius Gord is on the line. Gord, good to hear from you, man. And if you're on hold, by the way, a lot of people are there. Please stay there as long as you can. I will get everybody in. But we got Sirius Gord on the line right now. Hey, Gord. I'll, I'll try and be brief, as challenging as that might be. <laughs> um, I guess it's going to be a fairly grumpy Thanksgiving for many reasons here. We got uh, some people obviously very upset that Yakubov's been traded. We got snow. And uh, for those in the farming sector, it's been an absolute disaster harvest in terms of trying to get the crop off. I don't know if you've noticed that. Um, I'm reminded of Gerald Ford uh, when Nixon uh, left in the helicopter saying that the long national nightmare has now ended. Oh, jeez. And uh, I think this is one of many nightmares that the Oilers fan base and the Oilers nation has been uh, dealing with, and this one looks to be over. Um and from my perspective, anyway, I think it's, you know, there's, I think the previous caller was saying is somehow we we could still potentially resurrect Yakupov and, and realize his full value if there is any. It's a sideshow. Um, and this is another sideshow that was, has now been closed down and we can move on. I think that's important to understand. And also I'm reminded of uh, a jigsaw because all these little pieces are falling into place. We move Yakupov out, presumably... Uh, Russell comes in, uh, Brian Hart goes down. All three of those actions don't happen unless the other two happen as well, right? If you know what I mean, right? Sure. They had to, they had to move Yakupov out, including his salary, which uh, the Chicago deal that was being touted wasn't going to do, right? To make room for Russell, and they had to move Reinhardt down. Uh, speaking of another nightmare, uh, down to uh, the AHL. To, to make room for Russell on the roster as well. So it's, you know, we're, clearly we're getting pretty close to the start of the year because all these pieces are falling together. I'm intrigued. I know it's, I guess at this point, still a hypothetical, uh, what Russell means to this team if they do sign him. And one year, I, I, I see this as kind of a no-lose situation. You've got the room now to spend, bring him on. He's got that kind of, uh, he's touted to have some offensive ability and some defensive capability. Um, to, to beef up what is, I think everybody would agree, is a fairly weak defensive end. Um, so all in all, from my perspective, it's not that bad, but I'm sure there, as, as you would attest, <laughs> a lot of people who would disagree with me on that. Well, uh, in, the, in the last two texts I've gotten, uh, one says typical Euler mismanagement, brutal trade, and the text that came in literally seconds before that says, thank goodness Yakupov is gone. I couldn't stomach another year of watching him. So like, those literally came in seconds apart, and they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Clearly divided. I mean, this, it really points out, it's really a reminder of how massively difficult a job Shirelli has coming into this fan base with the legacy that he had to deal with, all these first-rounders that he didn't pick, right? Mm-hmm. And the unbalanced nature of the team's roster and, and his, his efforts to deal with both of those things. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of tears and blood and gnashing of teeth because of it. I, I would be interested, I'm curious, and I, I'll try and do some research, but uh, I think Edmonton, on balance over the years, has absolutely fleeced St. Louis on so many different trades. Oh, I'd have to go back and look. Well, but, I mean, Pronger. Well, clearly, they got right? Pronger only for a year, but and, and, as it turned and, out, uh, but yeah. Who was, who was uh, the, the Finn that we traded away? The Piarvi, or what was his name? Oh, uh, Magnus Piarvi for yeah. David Perron, yeah. <laughs> right. Gord, I, I, I got a break, man, but it's great Thanks, to hear buddy. from you, okay? Appreciate it. Take care. All right. JP, Barry, Fred, KJM, Elvis, you will all get in on the show after the 630 News. Yakupov traded to St. Louis. 
your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. 2016, the year Peter Shirelli traded away two former number one picks. Taylor Hall traded in late June. Neil Yakupov traded in early October. He goes to the St. Louis Blues for 22-year-old center Zach Pochero and a conditional draft pick. And there are uh, reports that the Oilers have signed free agent defenseman Chris Russell, though, uh, again, the team has not made that official. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening tonight. Big story going into your long weekend. I should also tell you here before I get back to the calls, the Blue Jays did win today, 5-3 over the Texas Rangers. They're up 2-0 in the series. The Indians shut out the Red Sox, 6-0. So they go up 2-0 in the series. The Dodgers lead the Nationals 4-3 in the seventh. Your scoreboard is for Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, call 310-GLASS today. All right, we'll go back to the phone lines. We have Elvis waiting. Elvis, thanks for holding there, man. How are you doing? Uh, doing fantastic. Reading and enjoying the show. Yeah, it's good to hear from you. a shocker today uh, to hear that Yakupov got traded for what he got traded. Uh, but I want to address one guy that was on there, was on your show a little bit earlier, and he was he just kind of mentioned he was talking about the arena and the upper bowl. Okay, yeah, keep, got, keep it quick, please, Elvis. I will. I, I, I've, I've gone to it, I went to it, and it's absolutely fantastic. I haven't said, I think I was just absolutely thrilled. I just want to say that. I want to get that out of the way. Okay. Number two thing I want to say about... Yakupov is that people can complain about the you can't live in the past. People complain about the mismanagement of this number one pick, uh, getting rid of two picks in one year. But this city's been screaming for change. We haven't made the playoffs for 10, 10 years. And you either you go with the flow or you, you go with the change or you get left behind. And, and willingly uh, I've heard on your show and I've heard on uh, Stoffer's show and just reports the guy came to, to the practices the same way all the time, didn't want to change. He asked for the trade, not the owners. He asked for the trade, his agent. And I think he got what he got. Would I have liked to see more on the other end? Absolutely. But at least we get a chance to free up some dollars for a defenseman. So if Russell does land here, and I mean, he likely comes in in a left, ro- left uh, or in a depth role, and he's another left shot guy, does that satisfy you to add a 29 year old defenseman who? You know, again, probably isn't going to provide a lot of offense. Absolutely not. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, he will bring some grit, and he 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 will be a stopgap till we get some of these other guys going. I firmly believe that. And we have to get better on the back end. We have to do something. I've been to a couple of free season games, and they look good and stuff like that. But I really didn't want to go in with that much inexperience. And Reinhardt is where he's at. Uh, that uh, Benning kid impressed everybody. Uh, did a fantastic job, but you got to give these guys time. You got to give them a little bit of time. Uh, we've got a lot of changes going on. We've got a brand new captain. It's going to be an exciting time to be in Edmonton. And I think we finally, finally, I don't want to jinx us, but I think we finally made the. You know, we're, we're going to start headed the other way. We have to. Well, there's nowhere to go but up. We've been saying that for for a while, but. Uh... I mean, Shirelli certainly put in his neck out there. I, 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 I got to say that. Uh, I mean, you, you could have just kept waiting and waiting and said, no, Yakupov's got to, he's, he's going to do it, or let's play him with McDavid like one caller suggested. Shirelli decided it's it's not working. He doesn't wait anymore. So we'll, well, we'll see. And, and Reed, we'll see if he's what, validated like, or not. Yeah, and, and, you know, and you know what? Like, I mean, the guy came in here, and his, from his first press conference, he said there will be changes. And that there will be a lot of people that won't make all the changes he makes. Well, he's proven that. And but you know what? He's he's done some stuff that has has everybody excited. 
and now the proof is in the pudding. We'll we'll sit back and we'll watch this manager. He's giving Todd McCullum, uh, uh, I think, a very very uh, great opportunity to succeed uh, with this team and make them better. I still say the defense could be a lot stronger. Sure, but that's going to happen over time. Well, it's not an experienced defense, so if they do add Russell, then I mean at least he has experience. Now, is he going to play at a high level or at a high enough level? That's the question. But I, I mean, again, I try to think like Shirelli as opposed to just saying it's beautiful or saying it's awful. I, I guess Shirelli figured a 29-year-old Chris Russell is better than a 22-year-old Matthew Benning or a uh, or a Griffin Reinhardt who we who just isn't taking a step forward, right? So at oh. least with Russell, you know what you're getting. Um, does it make the Oilers way better? That's what we'll wait and see. Elvis, it's good to hear from you, okay? Thanks. I appreciate it, Reed. All right. We also have uh, Barry on the line, full board of calls. Barry, go ahead. Hey, Reed. Hey. Hey, Reed. Uh, thank goodness uh, for Yakupov and for uh, Oilers fans, too, really. Like, uh, I'm kind of split with it, but... Uh, I think he need, needs another chance somewhere. Um, I think it was time to go. Uh, you know what? It's all about Connor and 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 the new guys coming up now. Uh, I think Yakupov had his turn, and it didn't work out, unfortunately. But uh, when you look at the Hall trade too, I think they were just trying to clear out uh, a distraction in the dressing room. And everybody's been uh, complaining about a new culture and let's start winning and this and that and. That's what Charlie's doing, so we got to sit back and let him do his job, and I'm confident in what he's doing. Barry, thanks for calling, buddy. Have a good long weekend, okay? Okay. That is Barry checking in, 780-496-0063. Again, Nail Yakupov traded to the St. Louis Blues for a minor league center and a conditional draft pick, and there are reports though nothing announced. I'm keeping an eye on Twitter. Kellen, you'll have to help me here too as we move through the evening in case you see something uh, that Chris Russell has signed with the Oilers for $3.1 million one year, though uh, I know there's some scuttle out there that um, they may not make that official until tomorrow. So uh, we'll see uh, as we move along with that. Fred is also on the line. Hello, Fred. How are you tonight, Reed? Hey, I'm good. Uh, I looked at the draft uh, when Yakupov went number one. Uh, I'm glad we got rid of the previous scouting regime because we could have had either Morgan Riley, Hampus Lindholm, or Jacob Truba. And yeah, did you know Shane Gostaspear was drafted in the third round, I think? It was that third round that year? There you go. <laughs> I think, but, I think uh, so. I don't know. I feel kind of bad for Yak because I think when Dallas Eakins was here, he coached him the wrong way. He'd bench him and he just didn't help his career development at all. And I think he's going to flourish in St. Louis, to be honest with you. Isn't he good buddies with Tarasenko? Would I understand? Yeah, I'm not sure how close they are, but uh, yeah, I mean... It's a brainer though, because he's making what, two million bucks a year? 2.5. That's not that bad, and the kids first overall, I just think he got coached the wrong way back in the day when Eakins was here, but uh, I do have a concern about Oscar Clefbaum. Okay, how come? Well, he was out, he had uh, shoulder surgery a couple years ago, he was out last year with that infection, and now is he out again with a knee problem? No, he's back playing. Oh, he is Yeah, he just playing. had a, a, a day-to-day issue. He, oh, he, he and Larson played together last night, and I thought they played pretty well. Well, there is a concern with our defense, and Chris Russell, yeah, it's whatever. I guess it's a stopgap, but uh, they still got to get that defenseman in here. Reed, the 
have to have a guy in the power. Well, that's 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 what they're missing, and and Russell is not that. I mean, we we all know that. I, I, I guess I, here here's what I here's what I think, Fred, that Shirelli is doing. And, and look, I'm not. Whenever I say this, I'm not saying it's going to work out. I just try to put myself in the man's head. And the Oilers, as they've failed for many years, have been a team that kind of have said, oh, I know what the other 29 teams think of this player, but we're the ones that really know. They've taken chances on guys that haven't panned out, right? Or they've put young guys into the lineup too quickly. I think Shirelli is saying, okay, I, I know Chris Russell isn't a star, but I know he's at least played in the NHL and he can be competent every night. And I know competent isn't a sexy word to use, but let's look at it this way. If Peter Shirelli puts together a roster full of 19 average players, what's the trump card with the 20th player? Number 97. That's me being totally optimistic, I admit it. But, I mean, I think Shirelli is saying to himself, I'd, right now I would rather have an experienced guy who, that I know what can do as opposed to uh, even a good prospect like a Benning in the lineup. Now we'll see what they do with Pugliarve. That's going to be interesting here. Well, set him down. Uh, why have him play? Just set him down. These guys should be in the minors for, you know, even for six months. You don't, like Thornell Nurse, he would have done much better if he could have stayed in. Uh, yeah, he came up way quicker way than they wanted too to. Quick. And the Oilers have done that way too much. And the good hockey teams, as we all know, let their players develop down. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting this year, and I I just hope that we can progress. And I'm not sold on Gustafson at all in goal. No, well, I know. He was good last night. Now, the thing is, he's probably not going to play a lot. And last night he was good. He looked more comfortable. Um, but I th- even McClellan said in his postgame last night that he kind of felt he was up and down and was searching for the puck at some points and confident that at other times. Talbot's probably going to play 60. He's and, not written in stone, do you think, is he? Uh, I think Talbot is an above-average goaltender. No, not Talbot. I mean Gustafson. Well, well, he's not. Well, they got him for a year. I know, but yeah. uh, look what happened last year. He's, uh, who was our goalie? Nielsen. He had, had a, a good really good stretch and, and then he, did bad tank big time but I guess that's why they play the games so next Wednesday night let's beat Calgary to start her off have a great night talk to you then Fred thanks a lot for calling KJM you're up next Neil Yakupov has uh, done a conference call and he had this comment on a change of scenery yeah I think uh, obviously it's uh, I think it's a good thing for me and uh, you know I've for the last couple days I was you know there was a lot of rumors and I was expecting something but uh I didn't expect it was going to be St. Louis, you know, and, you know, then when I practice in the play, I don't want any thoughts in my head, you know, I play for my team, and now it's happened, and I think it's a really good move for me, and, you know, uh, I'm going to be the one to play in, in one of the best teams in the league, you know, and when I play against St. Louis, it was, it was always hard, and, you know, they have some big bodies, and uh, it was really, really tough to play against that team, so, and, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. All right, more Neil Yakupov as we move along. We got to take a timeout. K Jam and David, you are next on the line. Bob Stoffer is going to join us in about twenty minutes as well for some of his thoughts on the trade and the uh, potential. I know people are texting that on uh, on Wikipedia it already says Chris Russell is 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 an Oiler. 
I haven't seen anything official, so we're sort of we're sort of rolling with it, but but not at the same time. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Quick CFL update as well. Early third quarter, Saskatchewan up thirteen seven on Ottawa. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Hey, this is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio six thirty Chet. Breaking news tonight, Dale Yakupov traded to the St. Louis Blues. The Oilers get Zach Pocherow, 22-year-old right-shooting defenseman, playing in the ECHL and a conditional draft pick in return. And uh, nothing confirmed by the Oilers, but numerous reports that Chris Russell is or soon will be an Edmonton Oiler on a one-year deal worth $3.1 million. He's a left-shooting defenseman which the Oilers have a lot of, so somebody else would have to move over to the right side. K-Jam is... Uh, oop, hang on, wrong button. Got you now, K-Jam? Yeah, I think you got me. Hey, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. So, uh, very interesting trade, and I have to say that considering where Neil Yakupov is in his career, that I think that we got about fair value. Um, you knew you were going to have to take a contract back. That's the way the world works these days, but getting a... a a third round pick, and I think the condition is, you know, uh, it can turn into a second round pick. Yep. That's not awful value for Neil Yakupov right now. Um, it's really interesting. You know, Neil's got a ton of potential. You, all you have to do is go back and take a look at his World Junior game versus Canada. I think he got four assists in a win over Canada or something like that. It was absolutely phenomenal game to watch from him. And, uh, I mean, we all know that he can uh, in the right situation, and albeit it has to be pretty particular. He can let off uh, a pretty awesome shot. But, you know, you don't have to go even to, like, super recent future uh, or past to to see, you know, how things have changed. I think that he was asked, uh, the Russian coach was asked one time about him making the Olympic team or, or something like that, and they asked about Nail and why he isn't on the team. And, and I think the Russian coach said something like addition by subtraction. And I have to say that I think that that's kind of where we're at with Nail right now. Um you know, in the right situation with uh, the right center, maybe it could work. You know, if, if if a team had a McDavid and had a real shortfall on the wing or a Nicholas Backstrom or something like that, you know, I think Neil Yakupov could, could uh, put up production. But the problem with, with where we're at with what we have on the wing is that when he's on the ice, he just creates chaos. You know, he interrupts flow. Um, he, he makes it hard for for people to, to read how to play with him. And um, he can do some dynamic things, but it's really hard to understand why he's doing certain things at certain times. And for people that that complain about about wasting a number one overall pick, uh, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta rational, rational it, rationalize it this way, is that if we hadn't fired Kruger, if we hadn't hired Dallas Akins, if we hadn't made a possible mispick in Yakupov, we wouldn't have Connor McDavid right now. And I think that, you know, as we move forward, everyone's going to be like, well, you know, that stuff sucked. But Connor McDavid is pretty awesome to have to, to come away with after all that. So, you know, um, I think that's where I stand on Yakupov. And then just quickly on, on uh, Russell, I can't say that's necessarily where I'd put my dollars. Uh, that, I, that I have extra from freeing up Nail Yakupov, you know, it's uh, if he is signed for a one-year deal, that's the best way to do it with a guy like that. 
I've heard things in Calgary, like uh, from from stats guys and people that watch the game, that he was a bit of a tire fire in his own end. He moved the puck okay, but defensively, he's going to need a guy like Larson or Fane to be able to to help him on the defensive side, or else he could be a real liability. Um, nice to see a guy that can move the puck up though when he's got it on his stick. I think the Oilers can use that. So that's sort of where I sit on those uh, those two items. KGM, thanks for calling, man. It's always good to hear from you. Text to 630-630. Uh, we're getting a lot, so basically I'm only reading the extreme ones because they're usually the most entertaining. Michael says, Hall for Larson, Yakupov for a third-round pick. The uh, entire rest of the hockey world is double doubled over laughing at Shirelli, especially the Devils and the Blues. I'll call it now. If we don't make a playoff spot this season, Shirelli is going to need to go into the witness protection program. That's from Michael. Curtis says, I hate Oilers fans. For the last 10 years, we've been garbage, and now someone has come in and has been making us better, yet you still criticize his moves and continue to overvalue players. Bad management over 10 years has left you all blind to good management and improvement. A couple of texts from Curtis and Michael. The polar opposite. David is on the line. David, thank you for calling, man. Happy hey, Thanksgiving. Doing, doing great. Good. Uh, your, your last your last caller kind of put everything into perspective there when, you know, uh, he said, uh, uh, what did he just say? Oh, yeah, if, if we hadn't made all these bad moves, we wouldn't have ended up with Connor McDavid. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that, that's true, I guess. But anyways, I want to uh, comment on uh, everybody uh, ripping on the uh, mismanagement of, of Yakupov, say, oh, we didn't develop him right we didn't put him with the right players and and stuff like that i i don't think that's a problem at all with nail yakupov he showed some moments where he could be a quality hockey player but uh overall i just don't think he just had the hockey smarts to 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 make it to that next level to be a you know a permanent player on a team and, and get some good minutes um i mean they didn't mismanage him they've mismanaged other players they've mismanaged uh, justin schultz they mismanaged devin dubnik i mean they almost ruined those two players but, I mean, how much time do you give Yakupov, right? He just didn't have it. Well, uh, I mean, here's – and look, I, I was I was often reluctant to talk about this player because it got to the point where people thought I, I didn't like him, but if he, but but so many people want to talk, talk about him. And I said it, it wasn't because of what fans or the media were saying about Neil Yakupov that he wasn't getting a lot of ice time. It was because of what Todd McClellan and his coaching staff thought of him. So then we have to ask ourselves, why did they think that? And I think you and a couple other callers have made a point is that he was kind of a disorganized player, right? Yeah. He he, he uh, often didn't make a, a, an appropriate play with the puck. He often wasn't in the right position to receive a pass. And quite frankly, for a guy with who was supposed to have a pretty good shot, he often fanned on the puck or missed the net entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, Mark Letestu scores about as often as Nail Yakupov over the last year and a bit. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. doesn't that tell you something? Absolutely. All right, David. Thanks for calling, buddy. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right. Uh, here's what we're going to do. we got to do the news. Bob Stoffer is going to jump on as well. You can continue texting 630-630. Yakupov to the Blues. It's Inside Sports on Chad. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.